0: Hey baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May check out the live stream on Fridays at one o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the
1: ad-free option on the athletic app.
0: Ten years after the NWSL started play and after many lengthy negotiations, The league and its players have the first collective bargaining agreement in the history of U.S. professional women's soccer. Meg Linehan is here to break down what it all means. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Wednesday, February 2nd. But first, your TV guide for today. As usual, all times are Eastern. It is, of course, a big day for World Cup qualifying in CONCACAF. But before any of that gets started, there's a semi-final in the Africa Cup of Nations. At 2 p.m., Burkina Faso takes on Senegal. Senegal are, of course, a regional power. A lot of players you've heard of, like Sadio Mane and Kalidou Koulibaly, Burkina Faso, though, are playing not long after a military coup in their country. They've been playing really, really well at this tournament. It's really just a hell of a story. Uh, for more about them, you can read Maher Mazahi's story on The Athletic, which is linked in this show's description. Again, that game is at 2 p.m. on BN Sports. As for CONCACAF, that gets started at 7 p.m. with Jamaica vs. Costa Rica on Paramount+. Plus. Then, of course, the United States hosts Honduras, from the under-soil-heated tundra of St. Paul, Minnesota at 7.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. El Salvador hosts Canada on Paramount Plus or Sportsnet in Canada at 9 p.m. The huge Mexico-Panama game we talked about yesterday with Felipe Cardenas is at 10 p.m. on Paramount Plus and Tudene. Canada can clinch a World Cup spot for sure with a couple things going in their way. First of all, they have to win, obviously the USA needs to lose at home to Honduras, Panama needs to lose away to Mexico, and Costa Rica cannot win, so they can lose or draw away to Jamaica. It's a lot that needs to go right, but they have a World Cup spot more or less wrapped up already. Anyway, that just would make it mathematical. All right, with that, let's send it over to Meg. Okay, I have Meg Linehan here with me. And Meg, it's been a pretty big 24 hours or so in uh, women's soccer news. Uh, The big item, of course, the story that you've been on top of and and keeping track of for what seems like years now, (laughs) but very, very closely for the last few months. Uh, The NWSL Players Association and the league itself now have a collective bargaining agreement, which is the first ever for women's professional soccer in the United States. This is obviously a huge deal. Can you give us a little bit of background about sort of, you know, the history behind this agreement, why it took so long to come together, why we're talking about it now instead of years ago? Uh, That's a lot to answer, but...
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just 20 years of professional American women's soccer in the country. But I mean, what is so interesting is the fact that you know, the NWL is only in this position to actually have a collective bargaining agreement because it has survived so long. So really, right. you know, there there is so much history here that is unspoken of these two leagues that came before the NWL between WSA and WPS lasted three seasons and never had enough time to get a collective bargaining agreement in place. This will be the 10th season of the NWL and to get a collective bargaining agreement in place between the players association and the league is this very big historic moment like it deserves all of the big words that we're going to use about this because we've never had this foundation <laughs> to yeah. build upon in women's professional soccer before it just it has not existed and part of that is again the fact that this league has survived for 10 years but also i think part of it is that players really in 2020 also felt empowered in a way that they had not before to really push and, and drive this change. And one of the big things that that happened was the fact that there was a leadership change in the league that, that drastically changed the trajectory of how collective bargaining agreement was being negotiated. But also, I mean, only a couple of weeks ago I was reporting the fact that players were not about to report to the first day of preseason without a collective bargaining agreement in place they were willing to to strike in order to get this done because negotiations have been going on for over a year and have moved very slowly yeah so it does feel like a long time coming
0: you mentioned you mentioned a fair number of obstacles one of them of course being that uh, there was exchange commissioner in the middle. Uh, commissioner, the former commissioner Lisa Baird, uh, removed from her post, resigning, leaving somehow, some way or another. I'm not sure if we ever got final wording on on how that was. She was
1: allowed to resign.
0: She was yes. allowed to resign uh, after uh, your report about uh, the uh, sexual coercion allegations against North Carolina Courage head coach Paul Riley and all the institutional failure failure that went along with that. I would imagine that that whole sequence of events played a pretty big role in the types of things the players were asking for uh in this first deal so there's obviously player pay which is the number one thing that people focus on how is that like what are the sort of outlines that are in the cba concerning that because i know that low pay is certainly a major factor uh particularly in, in women's professional soccer but what other things on top of that are also a major part of this deal
1: yeah, I mean, let's let's start with salaries because I think that is such a huge thing. It's been such a huge focus for the Players Association. They started a campaign <laughs> while <laughs> negotiating the collective bargaining agreement called No More Side Hustles, right? That right. players have been forced in this league and other leagues to work side jobs in order to actually be able to play professionally, which for most people who are watching other sports seems absolutely bizarre, right? Yeah. Um, so the the first big thing is... Um, the minimum salary is going to have a 60-ish percent increase to $35,000. So last season, that number was 22000 So that's already a big jump. But then every single player in the league is going to get an increase of some kind,
0: okay. which is
1: something that is really important because when the league has increased minimum salary in the past, you have this whole kind of middle band of players who are left behind and have come yeah. in on minimum salaries and kind of gotten these... Tiny, tiny increases, and are now suddenly making the same as a rookie coming in, and are just going, Well, how am I supposed to do this? Right. So, everybody gets that bump. And that's such a, that's the foundational thing, right? Salaries sure. are so foundational to this whole thing. But then you have all of these other parts to it of player safety, but also additional benefits, having real medical staffs, right? Like, there's a lot that's going to be in this document that when it's finally done, you know, it's going to be. 200, 300 pages, right? There's going to be a lot to really pick through, but salary was such a key issue that those those wins had to happen in order for pretty much everything else to get unlocked. Do you like Formula One, but struggle to keep up with everything that's going on? Then we have the podcast for you. Introducing the Race F1 Briefing the podcast that brings you the latest F1 headlines in 15 minutes or less. With new episodes dropping on all four days of every race event, you'll never miss out on hearing what went down in practice, qualifying or the Grand Prix itself. And we'll also bring you all the behind the scenes news and gossip from the F1 paddock as well. If that sounds like the F1 podcast for you, search The Race F1 Briefing in your podcast app of choice. We'd love to have you join us.
0: And some of those things that you mentioned are things that I think a lot of people maybe that watch other sports or keep track of uh, how players in other leagues, uh, professional leagues are treated. Things that they might have taken for granted that they assumed were just part of the deal as a professional athlete. And you look at this CBA, this very first CBA and you wonder, wait, these things weren't already automatic. Things like, uh, I'm looking at, the, of course, the LPA, uh release right now. Uh, a couple of things they pointed out, robust workers' comp coverage. Uh, Six months paid mental health leave, eight weeks paid parental leave for birth or adoption, uh, nursing facilities for parents, professional minimum staffing standards for healthcare professionals. One of those things, again, that you just think, I thought that was already there. It's crazy that that needed to be negotiated. And this last point that I want to ask you about, Meg, because we've had news of a few different teams moving home venues for this upcoming season. No more playing on fields that require substantial conversion to the dimensions of a soccer field. That seems pretty darn targeted towards teams that <laughs> play in stadiums. baseball stadiums. Exactly. <laughs> Which would be uh, Casey Anderson, of course, now the Kansas City Current. I keep on having to remind myself of that, that they have a name now. Um, O.L. Reign. Uh, and uh, both of whom are are playing in in different facilities, in the MLS facilities, basically. Uh,
1: Right, and and unfortunately, that was already announced. Um, But this, just getting that bare minimum in, I mean, uh, one of the things that's going to probably haunt the end of in some form forever is that one-off game that the Western New York Flash played in a minor league baseball stadium back in, I believe it was 2016, where the entire league <laughs> turned, like all of the players turned against the league for for this <laughs> facility. <laughs> and just having that rule in, right? Like this is how you actually are able to kind of corral some of these teams, right? To To adhere to minimum standards. Like this is actually how you get minimum standards pushed in a very consistent way is via a CBA. And like, yes, we can make some jokes about baseball stadiums, but that's such a, <laughs> that's such it's a basic, basic thing, yeah, right? Yeah. And and actually getting some of these things locked in cannot be overlooked. And to your point, I mean, yeah, like workers' comp, right? Like all the other thing that I think is really good in terms of a smaller detail is also getting protections for waived players. One of the mm. the big complaints in the NWCL, and this was this is a thing that's come up in our reporting time and time again, right? Is the complete insecurity of an NWSL contract. You can get traded at any time. You can get waived at any time. And now waived players are going to have essentially like Cobra healthcare, right? For a right. certain period of time, but they, they'll actually have some sort of safety net. It's not just like, okay, we're going to drop you off on the side of the road, basically, and good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, there will be some form of protection.
0: Now, I know you've been sort of following the negotiations closely, uh, In a negotiation like this, it's rare that any one side gets every single thing that they want. Uh, Was there anything that the owners left on the table, maybe that the players left on the table that they wanted that they couldn't quite get that, you know, maybe they'll that we should look forward? This is a five year deal so that we should look forward five years into the future and maybe it'll be part of the negotiations then.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there are definitely compromises on both sides and I think free agency is a perfect kind of example of that where players were gonna always wanna push for more there. And there is kind of this staggered introduction of full free agency and restricted free agency. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there were a lot of compromises there. I think even how long the CBA is lasting is a compromise because my understanding was players wanted four years League wanted six years, they landed on five. So I think that's a good sign, right? Like we're seeing both sides give a little bit. Um, I think the one that I'm really interested to dig into more once the final document is out there is how group uh, licensing is going to work, because Mm -hmm. I think that's such a huge revenue driver and it needed to get into a CBA in some form, but that might be one where there's a room on both sides. To maybe figure out a better path forward on that in terms of not just investment, but how something like group licensing is mutually beneficial. But obviously the players have such a drive to want to control their own rights.
0: Right. Commercial interests are always very important in this uh, in this game that we cover. Meg, I'm sure there's going to be so much more to come on this story. I know you'll have more on it, and uh, anybody that wants to read more can go to The Athletic. Until then, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You can hear more from Meg about all things women's soccer on her own podcast, full-time with Meg Linehan. It's available anywhere you hear podcasts, or on The Athletic, where you can get the show ad-free, just like this show. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year's subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Let's try that again, theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and happy soccer to you all.